Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. Fox News Alert now as reports come in that an arrest warrant has been issued for New England Patriot Aaron Hernandez. This after a body was found less than a mile from the 23-year-old tight end's home in Massachusetts. That happened on Monday. Sources are now saying that there's a new video that has surfaced that connects the NFL player to the victim. That's June 2013 and uh, very much kickstarts the rapid demise of Aaron Hernandez. It's a desperately sorry story, the uh, life and times of 27-year-old Aaron Hernandez. Uh, You'll know about him to some extent or other, I'm sure. Hernandez was with the New England Patriots for three seasons from 2010 until 2013, around the time of that news report. In his second year there in 2012, he signed a new $40 million contract for five years. And last month, he was found dead in his prison cell at 3.05am and it was real death by suicide. Just five days before that, Hernandez, uh, before a uh, Suffolk County jury, he was acquitted of murdering two men. The reason he was back in his cell was because he had already been found guilty of murdering another man, that man referenced there in that 2013 Fox News report, Odin Lloyd. And uh, Hernandez was back in his cell, but he was in the midst of appealing that conviction. He was convicted for that murder in 2015. Uh, Yesterday, Hernandez's fiancée, Shayana Jenkins Hernandez, told uh, Dr. Phil the Dr. Phil show that she didn't believe uh, the reports of suicide. We can come on to that in a few moments' time. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe is with us. Evening, Kevin. How are you? Very well. I've painted that out in very, very broad strokes. Can we yeah. uh, talk about Hernandez and his background and his family? He was born in Connecticut. Uh, his mm-hmm. mother his mother pinpoints a lot of the uh, trouble starting in Hernandez's life around the time of the death of his father when Hernandez was 16 years old. His father, uh, it seemed, had a kind of a checkered past himself, but maybe parenthood, mm-hmm. parenthood had scared him into uh, straightening up and was by all accounts uh, a really upstanding member of society in the end and much loved. And it was a, it was a, a fairly routine hernia operation which went wrong and, yeah. and he died. Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, was 16 when that happened. Yeah, and even by that time, though, he was an outstanding football player and it was kind of, preordained to go and play Division One college football somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, all families, when they look back and say what went wrong, um, they're trying to look for something, and, and his mother and some others have suggested that was it, that when the father died, um, that he lost his way, that he started hanging around with the wrong crowd. There's, there's evidence that he was hanging around with the wrong crowd even before that. But I think the other thing, if you look at, if you take the body of evidence against uh, against Aaron Hernandez and what he was what he was about and what he was doing, there are sociopathic tendencies there that don't spring up when somebody's father dies when he's 16 years old. So um, it, it, we're all playing armchair uh, uh, psychiatrists here, and I mean it's it's almost fitting, classically American, that. Dr. Phil is in the middle of all this conversation with with the fiancé. It's just how ludicrous it is now. It's just a running soap opera. And that background you gave is just when it's extraordinary. You think this guy had, you know, just signed a $40 million contract. Uh, In some ways, he was more talented than Rob Gronkowski, not as good a blocker, but a better pass receiver. Uh, It's unfathomable to think how good the Patriots would have been if this had never happened and if he wasn't that type of person. Baron Hernandez played alongside uh, Ron Gronkowski these years. 
this may be at least one more Super Bowl in there for the Patriots. As it is, I mean, it's it's, it's sort of like a it's 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 a metaphor for sort of a wasted life. This kid had so much going for him. He had, like I said, the forty million dollar contract, which mm. some of which now is at play because the uh, Aaron Hernandez, because he died while his um, appeal for the first murder conviction was under uh, review and had not been decided. There's an old there's old case law here in Massachusetts that the conviction is then for uh, voided. Yeah. And so technically he died. You know he technically is an innocent or not innocent, but he's an, he's not guilty of that murder. And so there's some suggestions that his family or his estate, which is controlled by the, the fiance, uh, is entitled to some of that contract money that was on the table by the Patriots. Hernandez was an All-American. He went to the University of Florida. I mean, even then, I mean, you mentioned so the, the, the trouble has started. Like there's there's an incident when he's 17 where he bursts the eardrum of a barman because you know he got drinks and didn't pay for the drinks. There's also a double shooting in 07, five gunshots fired into a car, which police suspected Hernandez as a 17-year-old had been involved in, but nothing really came of that. Right. I mean, that... I mean that begins the 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 incident when he's a he's 17 years old he's he's on the campus and he's more or less committed to playing for Florida and this thing happens he attacks a a guy a security guard more or less a bouncer or whatever and and bursts his eardrum that's when the enabling at a very high level began now he was enabled when he was a Connecticut schoolboy football star too cuz he got in trouble there and you know football stars get get the break yeah but Florida was, uh, you know, a football factory uh, for a frequent national champion. And, and, you know, it's not uncommon for stuff like that to happen in schools like Florida where football stars get into trouble. But, you know, he was unproven at that time. Uh, that's just how much Florida looked down the road and saying, this guy's going to be one of our best players. Mm. And so we'll forgive him this trespass and we'll give him another shot. Uh, he had more than one shot, and uh, I talked to police officers several years ago who were absolutely convinced he was the sh- was the shooter in that nightclub shooting where several men were, were wounded. Um, but again, uh, they didn't have the evidence, and again, these guys got taken care of financially, and everything went away. Yeah. Which is another thing that happens in Hernandez's life. Um, people are paid off to keep quiet, so we don't we won't even know how many people this guy came across and committed violence against because a lot of them were paid off. And the deal was they kept their mouth shut to keep the money. He makes it through uh, Florida and he's a fourth round pick in the 2010 NFL draft. And, and his propensity for testing positive for marijuana is one of the reasons mm-hmm. he's he's a fourth round pick. Uh, the Patriots go for him. I mean, again, you talk about the enabling. You talk about him as a metaphor for, you know, the transgressions which are forgived when it comes to high level mm-hmm. athletes all across American sport and, and maybe really all around the, all around the world. So... The Patriots, I presume, must go in here with at least one eye open. Absolutely, and you know, as you mentioned, it was common knowledge. If he if he had not had those problems with the marijuana testing, um, I think you know he would have, he would have gone first, certainly second round, um, and and he dropped quite a bit. And but the Patriots took a chance on him, and that's you know the the Patriots are sort of not likely to do stuff like that. There are other teams in the NFL are more likely to take people with with dodgy backgrounds, but uh, they went with him and their uh, faith in him was, you know, rewarded very quickly because he emerged. Very, you know, it's funny because the, the day before he was um, drafted, Ron Gronkowski was drafted. So it's amazing to think that they picked up the, the two guys that kind of reinvented 
the uh, tight end position. In the NFL, the tight end was always the short, down and out, quick, maybe something over the middle. And in fact, tight ends in the history of the NFL were more for blocking than they were for receiving. Mm. And these two sort of revolutionized the the position because what they did is they went downfield. And they were catching balls, 20, 35-yard catches, and and running for touchdowns. And that just not, didn't happen in the NFL before these two kind of really invented that sort of – it almost made it a hybrid position somewhere between a tight end and a wide receiver. And uh, But, you know, Gronkowski was a different kettle of fish in the sense, you know, Gronkowski got into trouble too, but it was almost like sophomoric trouble. He would – he his, you know, drug of choice was Bud Light. Mm. So he was, you know, drinking beers and getting in trouble – and Hernandez, it was pretty obvious, was doing worse things. And it was more the people he surrounded himself from. And, I mean, there were sports writers that kind of noticed it. There were, there were all sorts of whispers. There were stories written suggesting that, um, you know, Aaron Hernandez could not break away from the hoodlum element that followed him right back to Connecticut, where he grew up. And these were guys, you know, his posse were basically criminals. And uh, it was just a matter of time before this. And, and again, we will never know the extent of it. I mean, obviously, he was charged with two, three murders and two separate shootings. Um, but I, I, I think everybody who knows something about Aaron Hernandez believes there's a lot more there. Mm. So his life is, is progressing. Outside of that, he is dating his current fiance from 07. They buy a 7,100 square foot house outside of Massachusetts. And as you said, he's, he's doing well alongside Gronkowski to the point that he's given a new $40 million contract in 2012. So at what point across 2012 and 2013 do things really go out of control, Kevin? And what are we talking about? And, and do we know, you know why he became... I know I saw one Rolling Stone piece and I've read your own piece as well where you know he was increasingly paranoid and, and the drug use continued. Yeah. So like, just, just how out of control was he across 2012, 2013 in the build-up to his arrest? And, and why couldn't anyone do anything about it, not least the Patriots? Well, first of all, the Patriots didn't have anybody. It's really interesting when you look back at that same era the Patriots more or less gave Tom Brady a minder. You know, Tom Brady, the all-American boy who's, you know, you know, his transgression at night, he might heat up the milk before he drinks it. Uh, Tom Brady actually had a minder. Um, and, and Aaron Hernandez did not. And Hernandez was like, again, it goes down to who he was associating with, his posse. These guys were criminals. And they were out in nightclubs and they were out wherever they would be going. And and it you know if you look back at that era you could you, you, when he really started to, to to go out of control you know every the easy answer is drugs and then now that we see with a little bit of hindsight and particularly after his suicide you know suicide is there's invariably some form of mental illness at the, at the root of almost every suicide so looking back with some hindsight. Was this drug use and mental illness? They're very often codependent, so, you know, co-pathologies, co-existing pathologies. So I really look back and I wondered, you know, was this guy starting to, to lose it mentally uh, when all this things happened? And he was extremely paranoid. I mean, his associates say he was taking drugs, and that might explain some of the paranoia. I think it's a little more than that. Mm. And uh, and obviously, you know, he shot uh, he shot one of his best friends in the face down in Florida, um, that was in um, he, that was in 2013. So it was a right. Bradley was the name of his friend who he, he yeah he was shot in the winter of 2013. Old right. Lloyd was shot in the summer of 2013, shortly after um, uh, he had uh, Aaron had bur- bought that mansion and, and proposed and became you know engaged to yeah. his 
fiance. What do we know about the uh, Odin Odin Lloyd um, murder? So that's that's the one that had him in jail from 2015. That's the one right. that he was currently appealing at the time of his death. What do we know about the Odin Lloyd shooting? The circumstances? Well, it's it's it, you know they, they never really were able to establish much of motive in terms of there. There's been a lot of salacious rumors recently suggesting that Odin Lloyd knew that his uh, that Odin Lloyd dated the sister of um, Hernandez's uh, fiance. Yeah, yeah. So they were, you know, they were close at, at that level. And, you know, and Odin Lloyd, but, but Odin Lloyd was like, so, like, again, one of the guys that was more or less a hanger on in that group and, and wasn't, you know, he's been described as a semi-pro football player, but I think that's kind of misleading. He's, you know, uh, he, he was just part of the crew, not a bad guy by any, by any stretch. But you know, he he, he was the, he was just part of that posse. Mm. So why he was shot uh, and, and killed that night is anyone's guess. Right. Okay. Um, you know, it's part. He, he he did know that there was a, a suspicion among some law enforcement that it was because he knew he knew about the double shooting for which. Hernandez was just recently acquitted. Yeah, tell us. Uh, that tell he us would about have been the, aware of that. Right. Okay. So the double shooting again. He was he was acquitted of this last month and, mm-hmm. and went back to his cell. Ultimately, and five days later, was found dead. So this double shooting he was acquitted of. This happened in Boston in 2012 and and seemed to happen right. in a nightclub, effectively over nothing. A bump into two guys. Bumped into two guys. Yeah, a, a show of disrespect. At least that was what the the. The um, the prosecution suggested uh, that you know they had bumped that somebody one of the fellows who was shot dead bumped into Hernandez and spilled his drink and then kind of gave him a little smirk at least that was the testimony right. um, and that Hernandez basically when he saw them outside the club they you know it was a crime of opportunity just leaned over and started firing into the car and killed two men mm. but um, you know the problem with that prosecution is it really came down to Bradley the ki- the guy that he had shot in the face yeah. Um, later after that, Brad, after Bradley that, Bradley would supply him with drugs as well. Right, he was his, basically one of his drug dealers. I mean, Hernandez had several suppliers, but he was more, probably his biggest. And like I said, they were very good friends. They were always with each other until that shooting in Florida, which was after the shooting. And you know, obviously, the feeling is that Bradley was shot because he was a witness to the double shooting, right? Uh, the double murder. And, but Bradley was the only, re- you know, it was basically Bradley's uncorroborated word that Aaron Hernandez pulled out a gun, leaned across him, and fired into that car. Um, and the jury just wasn't, you know, the jury foreman gave an interview to uh, the Boston Globe, my newspaper, in which she, she said that we did not believe that he was innocent. We just didn't believe that the evidence was, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the burden that the prosecution had, and we just couldn't take the uncorroborated word of Alexander Bradley and put some of the way for the rest, you know, convict them of, of um, first-degree murder. The interesting thing is that that, that jury, uh, which is stunning, they did not know. that Those jurors did not know that he had already been convicted of a previous murder. And, and, and to be honest, I don't know how you could find jurors <laughs> in this part of the world yeah. that didn't know that Aaron Hernandez had been previously convicted of murder. But, you know, that's that's mm. the that's the voir dire process. That's what they do. They do the questioning, and we assume people told the truth. In in 2013, when um, he's arrested for that murder of Odin Lloyd, and again, this is the one which he was convicted of, and and which he was mm-hmm. in the process of appealing. So the Patriots cut his contract at that stage. He's done. Right. It's over. Like Robert Kraft, the owner, described himself as duped by Hernandez, saying he'd no knowledge of his troubles and. I don't know. Maybe Robert Kraft had no had no knowledge of what was going on, but 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 certainly people did. Like, what has what are the likes of Bill Belichick, the coach, said about 
the Patriots' treatment of Hernandez. You mentioned Brady had a minder, yeah. and and like I, it's also a bloody miracle that Hernandez was able to function with all this going on on the football field. Exactly. Has, it's just uh, how talented he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of frightening. Has Belichick said much about it? There's like a, we no. saw no nothing. Well, okay, Belichick. First of all, Belichick is a man of few words. And he, when it comes to the things that are not the Patriot way and all that, all the great stuff about the Patriots, he's a man of fewer words. And uh, he just uh, he gave an interview to um, Suzanne, Sp- uh, the woman who's married to Jack Welch, Susie Sprangler, whatever her name is, Susie Welch now. And and it was basically he just said, how would you describe describe it as a tragedy? But he's not given any. There's not been like this introspective view of Bill Belichick saying, you know what? When we took a risk, when we took a chance on this kid, it was incumbent upon us to follow, to, to basically follow him. If we could follow Tom, if we could give Tom Brady a minder, we should have given Aaron Hernandez a minder. Mm. Um, but that's, there's never been that level of introspection with the, the Patriots. Basically, he became persona non grata after he was arrested and right. charged with Golden Lloyd's murder. And the Patriots have gone out of their way to say nothing about it since. They basically said he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And there's not been a lot. You, you, it's, you're not going to find anybody in the Patriots saying, you know, we really made a big mistake either in bringing him along in the first place or not doing more due diligence on him. I mean, I think there's a legitimate argument to make that the Patriots um, really failed their due diligence when they gave him that big contract. If they didn't know who he was hanging around with, if they didn't know what he was doing off the field, that's on them. Yeah. Uh, just to, to round this off, uh, yesterday um, his uh, fiance. Uh, Shiana Jenkins Hernandez was on the the Doctor Phil show, as you said, just to to add the awful sense of circus about the whole thing. Mm. And and uh, you'll hear here, Doctor Phil, very much in leading the witness uh, mode, and with all the cheap production values and music going on in the background. Here's a sense of what she was saying. What would cause you to doubt that he took his own life? I mean, for one thing, we know that he had just been acquitted right. of two murders and had one on appeal. So I mean. This had to be the high point of high points in a long, long time, right? No, I agree. And that would make me doubt that he took his own life. Um, He was very positive, Um, so excited to come home. I spoke to him the night before, and he was so, you know, Daddy's going to be home, and I can't wait to sleep in the bed with you guys, and I can't wait to just hold you and and love you. Um, There was no indication at all of of you know such events so that's kind of the latest part of this and and clearly uh, you or I speculating is uh, of no use to anyone though mm. it does seem because of that that Massachusetts law which is that um because he was in the midst of an appeal, he now dies an innocent man that um the patriots will be obliged to pay up his full contract and that will go to the estate is that the most likely outcome here kevin i don't i don't think there's any likely outcome to be okay. honest because this is all going to be litigate, litigated and given the millions of dollars at stake and then you have the issue of Odin Lloyd's family is looking for money right. um so they would sue the, they they have sued the estate um and so it's sort of well the you know there've been some suggestions that that bob Kraft might just cut a check and give it to you know, mainly out of sympathy for Aaron Hernandez's daughter, who's going to grow up without a father, and then mm. obviously we'll find out what, what what happened. So it's really it's once you get lawyers involved, I always say there's no likely outcome. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but but there are lawyers involved. It, it, it's so many le- le- levels on this. My sense is this will go on 
for at least a couple of years of mm. just litigation, people trying to get money. It's, it's come down at this point. It's all about money. Yeah. That's what it's come down. Okay. Final word to end this off. This is a story of a guy who clearly had his troubles early on and then because of his gifts, the athletic system, the, the football mm-hmm. system enabled him all the way, threw money at him all the way, did nothing to actually help him very much and all the money probably only increased the hangers on and the pressure on him and uh, there's there's literally no silver lining in this story this is just a terrible story no well it, to me it, it also just highlights and, and, and American football is by far the worst whether it's at the college level or the pro level that this kind of enabling goes on at all sorts of level. I mean, if we could spend an hour talking to the, about the Baylor football program and how many people have been arrested for sexual assault that are associated with the Baylor football program, and these guys and these are guys that were actually thrown out of a number of them were thrown out of other Division One programs, but Baylor had a seat for them. So it happens at various levels. That you know, the Aaron Hernandez is the, is the epitome. Of of the the worst that could happen in terms we're talking about murder mm. uh, and and a and a obviously a you know a million dollar career flushed down the toilet, mm. but at the same time I think it's it's the, the 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 wider indictment is of American football at both the collegiate at the highest collegiate levels, um, and and frankly it, even in high school levels because it, everybody knows and particularly in certain parts of America whether we're talking about Texas some parts of the South. Um, that kind of enabling starts when these kids are teenagers, and it continues. And in Aaron Hernandez's case, it continued right up the point that he was holding a pointed gun. Mm. Kevin Cullen from the Boston Globe. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, folks. God bless. That's Kevin Cullen there, live in the line. And obviously, despite the doubts expressed by Hernandez's fiance, the official cause of death is suicide. And if you or anyone you know is going through a tough time, then there is help out there. And you can call the Samaritans on their 24-hour helpline. It's 116123, 116123, or you can visit aware.ie. We're going to take a short break. We'll update you on the latest in the football in a moment. And we've John Caulfield this hour as well. Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to AIR. Catch all the sports you love free on the AIR Sport Pack with AIR Broadband.